I tell my mom that all the time, like, I really know what I'm doing. I just get lost in all this anger in my head, and I just let the anger get control of me. This episode is brought to you by The Parlor Hair and Body Salon. With a quick reminder, it's okay to take time for yourself. Hi, I'm Chelsea. You're listening to Beyond the Picket Fence, where you're invited to take a break from keeping it together. Let's get real. This week's episode is a little different. I had someone reach out to me and ask to be on my show, and not just anyone, a teenage boy. And in my opinion, when a teenager asks to speak, you listen. I usually don't have prepared questions, and I usually let the conversation just kind of flow, but this time I prepared some questions and gave them to him ahead of time so that he could be prepared. For his safety, as a minor, I'm going to keep this interview anonymous. This story is for those parenting teenagers or for those with teenagers living deep inside of you. What can we learn through a teenager's lens? Let's find out. So my first question, what's it like being a teenager these days? It's stressful, I would say, because nowadays people have like a expectation of you, I think. So like you have to go by those rules. Or like by those expectations. When you say people have expectations of you, do you mean adults or do you mean like your fellow peers? Like just in general, I don't know. I think when something's wrong with you or like something's not right, I think people tend to like make fun of you, but like especially like teenagers too. And I don't know. Yeah, I think you're expected to fit into the crowd. It's kind of rough being a teenager. You got to go by the rules. And it's like kind of frustrating sometimes. You got to go to high school, especially like freshman year when you're like first started. Mm-hmm. It's stressful because all this new like rules that high school has and all the new people that you meet. High school is like a very good experience and it helps you grow. But I just feel like it could be stressful at some points. Do people make fun of you? Well, yeah, but there's always going to be people like making fun of you. So I don't know. Is it like, is it like fun banter, but it actually hurts your feelings or is it like you're actually being bullied? No, I'm not being bullied. I just, it's like a fun banter, but it does hurt my feelings. But I just tend to like rush it away and not talk about it. And I think that's where my frustration is coming from. Is from that. What's some like what's a running joke that people say to you for fun? Like redhead or something like that. You know, of like being a redhead. But I know they're not trying to make me feel bad. But I get my feelings hurt a lot. But it hurts in the moment and then it just goes away. So do the stresses come from like the work of high school, getting all the work turned in and the rules, or are the stresses like the rules of society and trying to fit into society? No, I think it's uh, more of high school because it's a big transition from middle school and high school. So I think that's like a lot of going on in my mind, like finals and like this new paper coming up, just like stuff like that. But yeah, just little things like that. Mm -hmm. What brings you joy? Family, like watching movies with them and like games too. Sometimes when like you're playing with your friends and like you're just in the moment all the time. Yeah, that really, I like that. You're concentrating on the video games, so you're not really thinking about anything else. Like, my mom will get mad at me because she calls me, like, 
all the time and I won't, I'm so in the game that I don't really know what she's saying. So I don't hear her. She gets mad at me for that. Are you purposefully like playing the game to ignore your mom? No, no, I'm not purposely. I just do it for fun. But like sometimes when they call me, they'll like get mad because I have my headphones up like really high. Mm-hmm. So like I don't really hear them, but I don't mean to get them mad. I just I just can't hear them. That makes sense. This was interesting to me. I remember when I was little, I had a cousin that was playing video games, and I always wondered what was wrong with him. I've always struggled with understanding why people would choose to fill their time with gaming. (laughs) Now that I think about it, I'm sure people feel the same way about my hobbies, like dancing and singing around on a stage. Who wants to fill their time with that? I don't know. It's just crazy that it took a teenager to help me realize, one, it's just entertainment, and there doesn't always have to be some deep psychological explanation. But two... I do think in this case, there's a level of escape. When you can put your mind into something that can distract you from all your stressors, why wouldn't you? Hmm. So I'm pretty close with this family and I knew that he had struggled with anger management in the past and he was so open and willing to explore this with me. I know sometimes that you have angry outbursts. What happens when you're angry? Yeah, when I'm angry, I just don't like, I know this is bad, but I just don't pay attention to, like, my surroundings. I don't really know what I'm doing. I tell my mom that all the time, like, I really know what I'm doing. I just get lost in all this anger in my head, and I just let the anger get control of me. Mm -hmm. I feel bad afterwards. What are some things that you do in your anger that you're not purposely meaning to do? I just say hurtful things and I yell, but I, I don't really mean it. I just... There's a lot going through my head, and I don't, I don't mean any of it, but I know it hurts my mom, so I'm really trying to control the anger. I wonder what triggers this anger. Just like um, when my mom tells me to like do something, and I'm doing something, and that I don't like do it right away, and then she yells at me, and then like little stuff like that, and then I just get like really mad but i really hate when my mom like assumes things and that really gets me mad what's something that she assumes she thinks that i'm well that i'm not trying in school and stuff like that like when i'm having a rough week or something but i really am trying when she doesn't get that i wonder why she doesn't get that i'm like really trying and i know i could do better and i've been doing good in math i've got like 80s and like 78. Ever since I was like, it started in like second and third grade, I just really haven't had the confidence. And like, I really hated math. I just don't like doing math. And so I think like I have no confidence in that. Because he lacked confidence for a few years, he cheated just to get by. I asked him to speak to that. He found a way to slide under the radar all the way through fifth grade. I didn't get it. So I thought the only way was to cheat. Mm-hmm. But I found out later in life, in middle school and high school, that it really doesn't help. Because, like, most of the people around you, they really don't know what they're doing, too. But I just learned that cheating doesn't really help you, like, grow in math. I used to cheat, like, fourth and fifth grade, and it wasn't it. So How did you cheat? That's crazy to me that uh, you could cheat for that long without anyone knowing. When I was taking a test, I would kind of like lean 
and just kind of like tilt my head that way. Then I would lean, and then when the teacher came, I would just focus on my own paper, then pretend like I was writing something. Then I'll do it again. But yeah, that was my strategy. <laughs> but I, yeah, it wasn't good. And so then, did you find yourself stuck once oh, you yeah. couldn't cheat anymore? You didn't learn the basics. Did you have to go back and learn the basics? No, I, I think that's why I'm like so stuck in math. But I'm doing better because I got this wonderful teacher. But I think that's why I was like so stuck throughout all those years because I wasn't really processing it through my head. Mm-hmm. Of like how to really do it, I was just copying down, and I used to do like really bad on the test, mm-hmm. but I used to do like really good on the homework because I was cheating on the homework, but I couldn't really cheat on the test. Like I was getting good grade on the homework, but not the test. So I think that's how my mom found out. But I would actually tell her too because I really didn't like lying. So mm-hmm. I would just go home and tell my mom because like. I couldn't really stand the guilt, you know, but I was young. Would you say it's true that you generally just want your mom and people around you to be proud of you? Yeah, it doesn't feel good. People around you not being proud. And mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of teenagers go through. And that's why I think they're like, want attention at school. And I think that's why they're like bullies and stuff. Because that's the only attention they get. Mm-hmm. And I get attention at my home. And so that's why I'm not a bully. But yeah, I just think it's more of a, an attention secret that they get. What's your advice for parents if they're raising teenagers? Well, I think if you wouldn't like get mad so easily, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but honestly, that's what gets me like super mad because I feel like my mom doesn't understand where I'm coming from sometimes. I wish she would just take a step back and not get so mad and just realize that, you know, I got like schoolwork and plus like life and stuff. And I just think that you should take a step back and really look at what they must be going through in your child's life and sit down and like have a calm talk with them and stuff and like really just listen to what they have to say because I feel like parents just feel the need to like boss them or not boss them around but like tell them what to do sometimes Mm -hmm. and I just think that and then you'll get in trouble for like yelling at them or something and they just end up holding their anger in because they don't want to get in trouble and then one day if you yell at them I think then they will just like the anger that they've held in for so long I think they'll just like just burst out and I think that will create more problems. So I think the children should just talk to them and like really explain to them and the parents should sit down and really listen to them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my dad comes into play because, you know, I don't have him around. Ah, so now we've gotten to the heart of the matter. His parents were alcoholics when he was super little. His incredible mother has fought the good fight and has been sober for years now. Unfortunately, his dad hasn't quite been on that same journey. He doesn't get to see his dad that often, but he does have a stepdad. So basically, I grew up with alcoholic parents. I was young and I don't remember anything. I just remember like, I remember this, they were both like drunk and we would always go on walks to the canal. We had a husky and then... He, like, jumped in the canal, and he got this bird, and then we brought it home, and then my mom was going to cook it, 
And then she left it in the crock pot and it like burned the house and it was like brown in the morning. It was, it was yucky. Yeah, that was one memory that was funny. Then another one, I remember one night I went out trick-or-treating for Halloween with my friends and my mom said she would stop drinking for Halloween. And so I got the candy and I went back into the house and I was looking for my mom and she wasn't there. And I went in the bedroom and she was in the closet and she had a bottle and she was just drinking it. And I, and I think that it really hurt my feelings because she, she said that she was going to stop drinking. I think that really hurt me because I couldn't like trust her in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that really, that was really one of the hard times that I had to go through. That was the only like memory that I like remembered. My mom and dad would always tell me that they would like stop drinking and stuff. But of course, they would always drink again, which I think that hurt me the most because I couldn't trust my own parents, kind of. Mm-hmm. They were good parents, but they just have a like really serious problem. And have and, you forgiven your mom for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's done a lot for me since. And she stopped drinking, and I love and appreciate her for that. And she's done a lot for me and the family. And so has my stepdad. So they were alcoholics, um, and then what happened? So they were alcoholics for like 10 years, I think. My dad is still an alcoholic, but I think that's just something I got to like just deal with. And I really had a hard time with that. And then one day, my mom, she was really like drunk and she was like passed out. So like my dad called the rehab and then his friend actually worked for like the rehab center and he came and got her. Then she actually came here to Phoenix for a rehab and she was there for six weeks, I think. And it was kind of hard for me to like be away from my mom for six weeks, but At the same time, I just, I was really happy that she finally got fixed. And then when she got out, her and my dad got a divorce, which I think it was like really hard with uh, me and my sister both, but I think it was the best for my mom. Do you know why they got a divorce? Yeah, because a recovery alcoholic, it's like a very bad idea to be around uh, active alcoholics. So I just think that my mom knew what she had to do, and I think that she was just didn't want to be in that situation again. So they got a divorce, and then it just we ended up moving, and then yeah, just it just uh, took off from there. Then she met my stepdad. They've been married for like I want to say four or five years. So, and how is having a stepdad? It's actually good. No, I actually um so recent. I've actually started to like really just accept the fact that I won't have a real dad, you know, but I still have him, which is like really good because he's a good father figure, you know, and I really am happy that he came into my life. So why do you feel like you don't have a real dad? How does he show up in your life right now? He's not really there anymore. You know, he calls me like twice a month or something, but I feel like I have to like always call him or end up calling him and I just don't want to do that anymore so I feel like that I'm just gonna leave it alone and like if he doesn't want to call me then he's gonna have to call me and be there so like I got a good life here so I I think that's 
uh, good enough reason to like just leave it alone. Did he just decide that he didn't want to stop drinking? Is that what happened? Um, I think so. I think he's gotten better because he's with his girlfriend. But I went over to his house like on Monday, I think. What, last Monday? Because he wanted to go to dinner and like to an escape room with me, my sister, her boyfriend, and then him and his girlfriend. And that was the first time in like four or five months that he's ever said anything. So that was like a big surprise to me and my mom. But yeah, he just calls me like once in a while. Like I said, like twice every two months, stuff like that. But what makes you feel like he oh, doesn't care? It's just like I said, he doesn't call me. He doesn't come to see me. He used to work like five minutes away from me. And he used to work like a lot. But he would never come to see me. And he lives like an hour away. But, like, he could still come see me, like, every weekend, but he just wouldn't. And, like, how I know that he wouldn't stop drinking is because I went over to his house, like I said, like, Monday. And there's still, like, beer cans everywhere. There's, like, six in his bedroom, two in the living room. And, you know, it kind of hurt me because I thought he was doing better. But at least it wasn't, like, uh, liquor, but... You know, it still kind of hurts, but mm-hmm. I just, I think I've, like, learned to deal with that. What do you do when you say you deal with it? How do you deal with it? I don't really, like, deal with it. I think I just, I just let it out on my mom and, and my stepdad. And I just, I really feel bad. I think I just put everything, like, all my anger away. And my mom wants me to talk about it with her. But I just, I don't really like talking about my thoughts, like, or like my feelings, I think. With her or so, just in general? Just in general. And I think that's why I get like angry because it's like mostly him, but also it's like school and like just being a teenager all in all. So I think that's really where I get my anger from. Man, we really got into the heart of the matter. All of the school and life and responsibilities can really pile up on a person. How often in your struggles do you do this? He just said, I've learned to deal with it. And then after being asked how, he realized he doesn't really deal with it. He just stuffs it away. And I don't know about you, but I definitely can relate to this. So here is a reminder that stuffing it away doesn't always count as dealing with it. I'm so grateful he was able to open up about this difficult stuff with me. What an incredible load even a teenager can be carrying. Then, add on top of it, the pressure of being normal in high school. I wanted to know his take on social media. What are your thoughts about social media and how it affects teenagers? Social media, it's really like, it's just fake. There's nothing like real on it. And I think there's like a lot of bad stuff on social media. I don't know, like a lot of wrong people that shouldn't have social media have it and like they post stuff that shouldn't be posted. And like a lot of like young viewers watch that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of viewers are getting like that bad energy from, you know what I mean? Are you talking like about pornography and like? Yeah, yeah. Is it hard to avoid that in high school? Uh, Is it hard to avoid pornography? Yeah, it's kind of everywhere like. You know, boys will be boys and, like, they'll watch it. But I just, 
it really like ruins like all the good in you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like really hard to restore that. And like it's really hard to like I'm not even saying it's really hard to bring yourself back because there's people that watch pornography like for a lot of years and I think it like ruins their relationships not just with like their friends like with women too Mm -hmm. like especially when you like get into relationships you know when you're a teenager I just feel like the girls shrug it off like it's nothing but once you get into like real relationships I think it's it really hurts them and it can really like tear women apart so that's one of the parts that like teenagers don't really get. Mm-hmm. But I know it and I'm like trying to stare away from it. But it's like really hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to like stare, steer away from it. Yeah. So, it's yeah. hard when it's like all around you constantly and your body is like naturally designed to react, you know? I think why teenagers act so crazy. I think it's like a lot to do with like hormones and stuff. And like that could really get you in trouble if you don't know how to handle them right. That's the one of the reasons why like I try to like try my best to like control them. But again, it's like really hard because I'm a teenager and stuff and I got so much hormones. But yeah, like hormones can like really get you in like in trouble. Like with the internet nowadays, everyone takes it like too far. And that's another thing about, like, the internet. We were talking about internet earlier. And I think people take it, like, way too far. And, like, actual, like, good people can be, like, canceled or mistreated for, like, who they really are. But just, like, one second of a clip can, like, ruin a person's life. So I think that's why that social media is, like, super powerful. That's cool. Do you think it's easy to be a teenager and why or why not? Well, yes and no, because being a teenager for like 14 and 15, those years you don't have a job and like you can do whatever you want. But then again, like you kind of like want to grow up and like it's the 14 is like the first year of high school and you're just trying to like fit in, like I said earlier. And like it's really hard, gets really easy to like losing yourself and like who you really are i think it's hard to fit in kind of because i have that problem too it's really easy to like not be yourself i have trouble with that sometimes and i think that's how you lose like most of your friends and like really have a hard time at home too so that's like the no part of being a teenager but the good side is like you have more freedom and like high school and like you get more friends and like you could do like more stuff with them and like you can really develop good relationships with like teachers and like friends. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the pros of being a teenager. Would you look at that? My idea of and popped up again. Is it easy to be a teenager? Yes and no. Is it easy to be anything? Yes and no. Life is 50-50, and I'm so happy he already recognizes that and leaves space for both the good and the difficult. He also had some advice on making friends. I just feel like you have to be careful if you are friends with, because uh, there's a lot of bad teenagers. They're not bad. They're just, like, staring in the wrong direction of life. 
And so I, I just feel like that you need to be careful you hang out with and stuff like that. Do you think seeing what your parents went through helps keep you strong from making decisions like that? Yeah, it helps a lot. I'm lucky because I know what alcohol does to you. And like it can make you addicted. It doesn't make like everybody addicted, but it could. And especially because my parents were alcoholics. So I feel like if I tried some, I would become addicted. That's what kind of makes me motivated of not doing that stuff. So, yeah, that helps me a lot. That's what I think of every time. So do you plan to never drink alcohol? Do you plan to wait until you're 21 to try it? Or do you plan not to try it? What's your plan for that? This is like a non-judgmental question, by the way. I don't really have a plan. I just see where life will like take me. And I never, I know I'm never going to put myself in a situation that I know that I'm going to get addicted. I might have a beer like when I'm like 21. But if I like do think that I might get addicted, then I won't try it. But I just, I don't know. It just uh, goes either or. But I'm not like now I'm not willing to try it. After making him totally uncomfortable, I asked him if he had any general advice for people. I feel like having a good work ethic, I think, is, like, really important, too. Because, like, my stepdad, he has, like, a really good work ethic, and he works a lot. So does my mom. And they have, like, a really good relationship together. So I feel like that really teaches me, like, how to treat my wife when I grow up, like, how to really work. I know it's hard sometimes, but... Like, having a good work ethic is, like, really helpful. I just think having them teach me how to be respectful, I think that's, like, another good thing and moral to have in your life, so. That's cool. Do you have an idea of what you want to do when you grow up? Not really. I kind of want to be a firefighter, but I'm not sure yet. That's cool. That really sounds fun to me. I don't want to have an office I don't want to stand around all day. Or maybe to be an entrepreneur, like a YouTuber or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. We talked about a lot of painful things around his parents, and obviously there wouldn't be so much pain if there wasn't so much love. He really loves his family a lot. My mom, she's a really caring person, and she, like, works really hard. And I really like to see where she came from to where she is now. I really think and appreciate her for, like, doing that. And I really look up to her. She's, like, a really great mom. And, like, she does stuff for me. And, like, she cares about others. And she always tells me before I go to school to be nice to others. And I just, I think that's a good thing to, like, keep in mind. Because you never know what someone's going through. So you just really need to keep that in mind, which I need to work on too because like sometimes when I get mad I might say like something mean to someone and I just like I don't mean it I just say it sometimes which I need to work on but yeah I'm trying my best so yeah my mom she's just really caring person and a really hard worker and yeah I love her so my dad he really he struggles with a lot, but I think that he cares about me and my sister, which I think that's why he's hurt so much and he can't really stop is because, like, you know, he cares about us and he wants to stop, but 
He just doesn't want to go to rehab, and I think that's like a problem and stuff. But I know he really cares about us, yeah. So I think that was something that you could hold on to and remember is that the stuff that you're angry about and that caused you the most turmoil or like frustration inside yourself, I think it's important to study addiction and realize that's not your dad not calling you. Yeah. It's not your dad treating you like that. It's his addiction. Yeah. Which yeah, you're I, allowed to be mad at, and that's fair. I don't think I'm mad at him because he's a great guy to be around. But I just, I think I'm mad at his addiction. But I'm not mad at his physical self. I'm just like mad at the situation. And I just wish that he could get better, but he just won't. So, does it feel like? Why am I not enough to make you want to quit? Does it feel like that? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. Like when I was little, I used to think about that and like why I'm not enough or something. Or like why he won't stop. But I know it can be like hard and stuff. But he's just not taking the like options that he's given. I think it's okay to hold a space for anger and like grieving the life that you wanted to live with your dad. Yeah, I do. And I think that's why it hurts so much because I see like a bunch of other kids like playing at the park with their dad. He's also grown to be so grateful that he has a stepdad and for how that has helped him. He's like a really, again, like caring person. And I think that's why my mom married him because he's like really caring. and He doesn't get mad. He doesn't like yelling in the house. It's kind of frustrating sometimes, <laughs> but... Whenever I'm like not frustrated, I, I really take a look and think why he doesn't like it. Cause it just, once you start yelling, the other person yells and then like, it just creates like more problems. And mm-hmm. he's like really understanding. I've been mean to him like all these years, but he's been by me. And every time I say sorry, he's like, it's okay, bud. I really appreciate him for that. And I really do feel sorry for the way I acted all those years. And mm-hmm. the more I'm maturing, I do understand, like, that I need to, like, hold back my anger and, like, really take a look at what they're going through, the other person's going through, too. And, like, he has a really good work ethic and he's a really good person and he cares about other people. And he has, like, a passion of, like, being a stepdad, you know? And I think that's why I try to look at having a passion to, like, other things too and like the work that he does he has a passion for that and he just has a passion for like many other things and that's why Mm -hmm. i like him so much and he's like really cool too to hang around with so he's not really of a stepdad i mean he is but i kind of look up to him like as a friend or like a best friend you know do you like how he treats your mom oh yeah yeah Sometimes they're a bit creepy, but... (laughs) (laughs) Here, he was referring to how much his mom and stepdad love on each other. I just love teenagers. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. From the mouths of babes. I don't parent a teenager, and I don't know what that entails, but I did learn a few things. First of all, kids can be carrying heavy things, too. And we don't really know what it's like to be in school nowadays. I learned, also... Why people enjoy video games. (laughs) And above all, I learned we can only stuff things away for so long before we explode. We need to take care of ourselves. And with that, I ask, and I'll always ask, what do you wish people saw beyond your picket fence?
I just wish they knew that I'm about and my ethics and like how I really am. And that I'm not just like some like teenager, you know, I'm just, I have feelings too, you know, and you can't really judge someone just by how they look or something. And I think that's what a lot of people tend to do. And I just think that they need to get to know the person and talk to them before they start to judge and get to know how they really are. And that's what I wish people would, would do to me. This has been another episode of Beyond the Picket Fence. Please feel free to share this episode with someone you think it could help. Also, if you're looking for a place to escape the fakeness on social media, join our Facebook group. I'll put the link in the show notes. And as always, be kind because you never know what's going on beyond the picket fence. Mm-hmm.